Hi guys, welcome to the next episode of Cosmic Corner. I interview this week uh, Liz Roberta, who I've worked with personally. She is an award-winning uh, spiritual coach who helps entrepreneurs get their spiritual business off the ground, uh, which is definitely something she helped me with. And just with really diving deep into my own spiritual practices and understanding um you know, the power that I had, uh, especially when I stay connected with the universe. Um, I, just on another note this week, have been struggling. I think all of us collectively have been struggling, um, especially if you're living in South East or London, um, uh, where we are now in Tier 4, especially coming up to Christmas. So I just wanted to say to try and really look after yourself this Christmas season because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to stay really connected to my practices. Um, practices. I'm not sure that's a word. Um, and also just to be honest about how I'm feeling, the worst thing for me is to be um, alone in my own head with my own thoughts. So I'm just reaching out to people. Um, you know, please feel free to get in touch with me on Instagram. Um, or just send me a, an email or just, you know, just reach out to someone just to say how you're feeling and just take it a day at a time. That's literally what I'm doing at the moment is just staying in the day uh, and doing the best I can for the day. Um, don't get me wrong, I have been, I have been struggling. I have, uh, uh, like, have, I've had uh, things with food for a really long time and, and recently, um, you know, COVID, uh, being in lockdown, I'm sure a lot of people can identify that I have, I felt like I've put on some weight and although it's not, you know, it doesn't, again, I know this, that it doesn't mean anything to do with my worth. There's this horrible little gremlin that, um, says the opposite. So I'm, I'm sharing that today because I'm sure there's, you know, running up to Christmas, we can have all these expectations about who we, we are and where we should be. And uh, we become irritated with ourselves when we're not there. And I can still do that. I can be very, I can get really punishing with myself. But actually, I did this really nice thing last night. Um, as I said, like I've been struggling a little bit recently. And um, I made a list of all the things that I've done this year, like all the amazing things that I've done and I've started. And it was such a nice exercise to do because it really put this month into perspective and it kind of puts this year into perspective it has been uh I, I can imagine a really tough year for a lot of people in different ways but just as a tip just make you know a list of four or five things that you've done really well this year and they can be really tiny things or they can be really big things that you've managed to like um come through because it shows you your resilience and it also keeps you in the bigger picture of your life um this has been a bad year. It's been a challenging year, but there's also still a lot of hope um, here in this year. And this isn't something that's going to be permanent. And that's the thing to remember is that this is transient and it will pass as, as much as it doesn't seem to feel like that at the moment. But that's definitely something I'm telling myself as well. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm going to introduce the podcast um, episode and I hope that you all enjoy it and get something from it. Um, yeah, so here we go. So tell me more about being a spiritual coach. 
So spiritual coaching is basically the same as any kind of coaching, but with the spiritual element to it. So for example, I work with my clients on my spiritual success program and I'm coaching them on business, but it's spiritual coaching because I incorporate spiritual elements into that. So I'll bring in energy, manifestation, make sure they're really aligned with their purpose. And it's really just maximizing the results that they get using spiritual tools. So it's just bringing that spiritual component into everything that you do in coaching. Uh, and obviously I work with people who are specifically spiritual as well. Cool. And um, obviously um, I just wanted to know more about the beginning of your own spiritual journey because I know you do spiritual coaching, but having worked with you, I know that you're a very spiritual person yourself. Um, so maybe talking about that would be amazing. Yeah. So I always say that I was a spiritual child. Like I was a very odd child. I would spend my five pound a week pocket money at the weekend in town on things for spells. Like I would buy the right colored candles that I needed, the essential oils, incense to do these spells, which I don't think most kind of eight year olds are doing with their life. So I was, (laughs) (laughs) I was always spiritual and I hadn't got it from anyone. Like no one around me was like this, but I was always really into it. I was really into fairies. Like I was obsessed with fairies and I thought they were living in the garden Um, but then obviously I went to being a teenager and then I was all about partying drinking boys exams Mm. all that kind of stuff so I really disconnected then for quite quite a long time like over a decade so I had my big spiritual awakening in my mid-20s but for that whole time that I kind of call my black hole I did still use my tarot cards so one of my friends showed me tarot cards when I was 14 years old and we're still friends today she actually went on to be one of my bridesmaids Um, and actually when I was 19 I got the wheel of fortune tarot card tattooed on my arm I was always super connected through my tarot cards but not with anything else I wasn't reading any spiritual books Mm. or doing any courses or anything like that and social media wasn't a thing back then Um, this is obviously very different times so um, you know it was just kind of my space when I was a teenager and that was it so um, yeah there wasn't as many resources available to me however once I did get to my mid-20s and there was YouTube and Instagram and all of these things I did have a summer off between my masters and starting work in fashion and this whole month of August I basically dove into YouTube And I remember one day I was watching YouTube videos and I saw my hand taking the mouse across the screen to the top right corner. And I remember looking at it and I was thinking, hang on a minute, I'm not doing this. How has this happened? It was the weirdest thing. Like I was moving to go and click on this video and in my head I was like, hang on, I'm not doing this. And it was the weirdest thing to experience. Um, And I clicked on a video by someone called Christy Marie Sheldon, who is a Mind Valley teacher. And it was basically about... Uh, energy is about frequency energy and using that to manifest how your frequency affects your reality I think it was called something like that and um, and from there I was like hmm okay I'm gonna try this and then I got really into Mind Valley. So when I did start work in fashion, I would spend, uh, actually started getting up an hour earlier so I could watch these videos, start, started reading self-help books um, and I would do it all evening as well. So <laughs> then I found I was working in fashion all day, but I'd spend every morning and every evening learning about spirituality. Mm. So it was only a matter of time before I realized, okay, 
I, I'm just going to have to start working in spirituality because this is getting ridiculous. Like it's <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my journey. And um, you referred to the time like you weren't in sort of in contact with your spirituality as your black hole. Um, what did that look like or feel like for you? Well, um, not good. Otherwise, I'd use a more endearing term <laughs> for it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I call it my black hole because that was a time when, I mean, my life wasn't great. I grew up in a house uh, in my teenage years anyway I moved in with my stepdad and six months after I moved in his daughter died suddenly of a brain hemorrhage mm. um, and he was also an alcoholic so mm. that it was just awful like I didn't have a good time at all then I had eating disorders anorexia then bulimia uh, I was very very anxious very depressed um, but being a teenager and again, not having the tools of the internet that we have now, mm. I, I didn't necessarily realize that I had these things apart from obviously the eating disorder. And I was very depressed for a long time. And it was only when I got to my final year of university that I actually started trying to do something about my anxiety because my life had improved by that point. I was obviously living out of the house. Um, you know, I had good friends. I'd met the man who would, who was now my husband. So <laughs> like things had got a lot better and I was still not in a good way. And anyone who's had anxiety knows how much it manifests in your physical body. So I couldn't sleep. I was sweating. I had horrendous palpitations. I was always boiling hot and I often couldn't sleep because I was overheating from the anxiety um so I started um looking for help with my anxiety and uh yeah it was just a dark old time basically and mm -hmm. I'm just glad that I managed to get out of it but now I see that all of that was so essential for me to develop empathy mm. and to be able to do the spiritual work that I do I think you have to experience all kinds of different emotions all kinds of trauma and deep pain to be able to work with people in the way that I do um, and really encourage them to shine their light and be able to connect with their experiences yeah and I think also that kind of dark night of the soul that kind of real having really suffered um, just um, in terms of doing your own healing for others it must be such a powerful uh, tool like to use um, and um, I know that you said so do you, I'm guessing when you looked at some of that stuff like your eating disorders and anxiety did you do you incorporate a lot of your spiritual um, practices um, to kind of um, did that aid your recovery almost so I'd actually so I was over the eating disorders before I got into spirituality um, yeah because when I talked about my big spiritual awakening mid-20s I was pretty much over all of that um except for the anxiety so mm. I did try everything with western medicine for the anxiety mm. that didn't work and eventually they just wanted to be on like propranolol for the rest of my life and I was like well that's not actually fixing anything is it mm. I'm not going to take pills every day forever so then I started looking down other routes I had acupuncture reiki hypnotherapy and that was when I started looking into all of these alternative healing modalities because I, I was forced to um to look for something that would actually work and that would actually fix it instead of just masking it so yeah that was also a part of my spiritual journey as well and um I wouldn't say that spirituality has directly 
healed any of those things because like I said I'd already worked my way out of them by the time I had my big spiritual awakening um, but generally just having a sense now of being completely supported completely connected mm. and being guided at all times I know that I will never ever ever dip back into my eating disorder again mm. I can't see that I will ever have anxiety disorder again obviously I'll still be anxious sometimes mm. but I'm not going to have a full-blown anxiety disorder like I had mm. for years um, so I know that I can never be in the same sort of state that I was back then because it's made me so much wiser and I just didn't realize that actually I was being supported the whole time because I needed to have these learning experiences but um, yeah it was definitely a time it's so much easier to look back on and be like oh yeah it was great I'm so glad it happened yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then when it's actually happening you're like this is horrendous and you yeah. can't see or almost see the wood for the trees but um no it's always a to look back on it you kind of realize how it all joined up I think in yeah. hindsight yeah um and I wondered what spiritual practices do you find really powerful in your own life now so I have a few. I have a very um, a regular morning routine, which just sets me up for the day, keeps me aligned and centered and grounded. And I do daily journaling mm -hmm. and it's actually daily gratitude journaling. So these are kind of two different practices. You, you can do journaling and you can do gratitude. But if you're writing about how grateful you are, you're kind of doing two birds with one stone. So every morning I'll write three things that I'm grateful for. And there are two different kinds of practices that I'm doing here. So I'm doing journaling, which there's lots of different kinds of journaling. And then there's gratitude. So you can be grateful and practice gratitude without writing but I actually write it down so I'm journaling and I'm doing my gratitude practice at the same time which is like two birds of one stone mm -hmm. and then very recently like literally the last kind of two weeks or so I've started intentionally praying every day and I call it praying because I grew up as a Christian in mm -hmm. a Christian school and family and things like that so I call it prayer but really it's um, intention setting mm. so I actually do it at night and it's just before I go to sleep so I'm in the darkness I'm lying down in bed and I'll just I'll put my hands together again just out of ritual from what I'm used do mm. and then I'll just think I'm so grateful for this I want this please can I have this <laughs> and I'm basically connecting with the universe and um, yeah you could call it intention setting or prayer um, and these are things that I do every single day and I think how you start and how you end your day is really really important and it's an amazing time to have those spiritual practices because obviously we're so busy throughout the rest of the day another one is when you're driving you know if you're a busy parent and working and all these kind of things if you get some time in the car on your own this is also a good time for gratitude and intention setting and just getting really clear about what you want yeah that's such a powerful tool as well and it's it's so grounding to do it at the beginning and at the end I think when you're you're kind of looking back at your day um, and I always find it quite clearing as well like it kind of clears the stuff um, from the night when I wake up and then when I go to sleep I feel like my head is clear so that's quite powerful um, yeah really powerful tools yeah. um, and I wanted to ask what is yeah so what do you love most about the work that you do as a spiritual coach oh gosh um, so much the biggest thing has got to be the impact mm. 
Mm. So this is my third career. So I started in investment banking when I was straight out of university. Then I was in fashion. This is my third career. And this is the only one where I've actually been having an impact. So first of all, I was like, right, I, I'm super motivated and hardworking. I want to create loads of money. That didn't work. Didn't like that at all. After like six months, I was like, this is awful. Get me out of here. Mm. I want to do something more creative, more fun. So that's why I went into fashion. And then I, even though I was doing something more creative and more fun and I was getting paid to go shopping in Harrods for a day, even then after six months, I was like, oh, okay, there's still something missing here. Why mm. am I still not happy again? And I was like, oh, this is getting, this is getting bad now. Cause the first <laughs> time it was a lot easier cause I could just move back home and it wasn't as big a deal. Whereas by this point when I was in fashion, we bought a four bedroom house, we were engaged. So I was at kind of at a different stage of life then. And it was a little bit more serious when I was realizing this, it wasn't as easy. And obviously just from the people around you people look at me like oh here we go again you know <laughs> flaky liz and even though i knew that wasn't me because i knew i was so motivated and i knew i was focused and determined i, I just hadn't found the right thing yet to channel that into mm. um, and what i needed was the impact and it's not only the people that i impact by working with them i actually really love seeing the people that I work with go on to touch mm. so many other lives. Like I called it in an Instagram story, a pyramid scheme for light workers. So that's what it feels like sometimes. Like I work with one person, I help them set up their business and then I watch them go on to help so many other people. And then the people that they help help more people. And it is literally like this pyramid of just light, amazing energy going down. So that's definitely my favorite thing. Um, there's so many other things as well. Like I'm a massive introvert. So being at home on my own all day is incredible. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like some people would hate it. Like my husband, it's like his absolute worst nightmare. Mm. He doesn't understand how I could do it. But for me, I'm like, oh, thank God. I love being home on my own. <laughs> I, I totally identify with that so yes <laughs> yeah uh, it's also something that I never want to retire from mm. I this is just me being me so it's not something I ever want to stop doing uh, it's not something I ever ever plan on stopping doing so not counting down the days the minutes the hours again that was something I hated Talk when I was you. working mm. yeah when I was working in office and it was all about the weekend counting down the days and especially when I was at JP Morgan my first career um, obviously you have Sunday blues Sunday night blues and then when it got to Saturday blues and I was like okay this is just getting ridiculous like only get two days a week and I'm spending both of them miserable as well as all the time that I'm at work and I was like this is not what I'm meant to be doing at mm. all so not having to deal with any of that now i want to work all day every day in fact i argue with my husband about it because he's like all you ever do is work and i'm like what's well, my favorite thing in the world to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah yeah that is that is just to have a career that you're like i actually love you know i love this and and um i totally identify with the clock watching and the um uh, just not being made for an office life of a nine to five at all i just i find that I was listening to this podcast yesterday that was talking about how our souls are not meant to be in those boxes almost mm. but I guess people some people it costs you more than others like it's harder for me it was harder to ignore um to myself um that I knew deeply that I didn't want to be in a, an office job for the rest of my life um yeah yeah but doing something you love is just so and also helping me like being my own coach um 
you being my coach, this idea of a pyramid of light workers has been, it's such a nice way of putting it. It's like kind of putting it out and then spreading it a bit further around, which I think is so lovely. Yay. <laughs> I'm so glad you're in the pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and why is helping others so important to you? I honestly, I just don't feel like I have a choice. Mm. I really don't like definitely not at this point where I know completely clearly what my purpose is. I'm here to be a spiritual messenger and a spiritual teacher. That is what I am. That's what I'm here to do. So I, I don't feel like I have a choice and almost just by me doing that, being a spiritual teacher and a spiritual messenger, just as a result that ends up helping people and having an impact. Obviously I'm not in the way that I'm, you know, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor or something mm. like that, but just by being a spiritual teacher and messenger, that tends to have positive effects. Um, so it just kind of happens that way. And like I said, I don't feel like I have a choice. And if I'm not doing that, like I said, I never want to stop because if I'm not doing it, I feel a bit anxious. Mm. I feel like I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Like I even get it when I'm on holiday. If I go on holiday for like two, three weeks, it's great at first, but by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I can't really wait to get back into it mm. because I just love it. So um, yeah, I just don't feel like I have a choice. It's, purpose calling passion it just happens as a result of being in alignment with that yeah like that healer energy as well that's what you're definitely here here to do um this is, i love asking guests this but what is a crazy but true fact about you <laughs> <laughs> this question always stumps me like when you're sat in a circle at like some event or a mm. workshop or something and they ask this I'm like oh god what are we gonna say because <laughs> There's always people that are like, I've climbed Everest, I've climbed Everest, I've done this. I'm like, oh no, I've won Olympic gold medal. And I'm like, well, I've done nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. I've had people on this podcast be like, I can make a whale noise. And I'm like, oh, right. okay. <laughs> so it can be a very weird fact that it doesn't need to be like an award, but um, yeah. So this one isn't actually about me. But my great grandfather was the first man to fly solo across Africa. So he was on wow. This Is Your Life in the 60s. There is a road named after him in London, in Croydon. So my maiden name is Macintosh, and there's Macintosh Road in Croydon. He's got an autobiography, I've got a copy of it. He was this really prolific pilot who set a world record, um, did all kinds of crazy things. Uh, so, yeah, probably that. That is amazing. That is very cool. I I wish I had I had grand a granddad that drank with the Cray twins. I don't feel like that's oh, wow. as nice as yours though. Mine that's is very so, cool. I feel like mine is a bit dark in East End. I think yours is much <laughs> nicer. <laughs> um and yeah, the last question. If there's one piece of advice you could impart on the audience, what would it be? It would be be so I talk a lot about intuition on my mm. social media on my Instagram page and everything else it's basically to help people avoid getting into the situation that I used to be in mm. so it's that you know what's best for yourself don't allow yourself to be swayed by what you should be doing or don't stay in something for fear of causing turbulence mm. and being afraid of change because you want to stay comfortable because actually often choosing to stay comfortable is the least comfortable thing that you can do in the long run 
So definitely just following your feelings, following your intuition, doing whatever you need to do in order to be able to do that, even if it means facing your fears, facing change, mm. uncomfortable conversations. You just have to do what feels right for you and you have to do it as soon as possible because it will not go away. It will just fester and it will get worse and worse mm. and worse. So yeah, you know what's best for yourself would be my advice. That's so true as well, because I think you get, um, there's this analogy of like, you get little buses coming along being like, get on this bus, you definitely want to get on this bus, Lee. you know that you want to really, I don't know, what, whatever it is, retrain or change a career or leave a relationship or, and you miss the bus and then it kind of comes along like a massive freight train and you're kind of, oh my God, it's definitely here now, I have to get on it, like there's no choice and it's that kind of ignoring ourselves to the point where um, I definitely did that. And, and it, at the end it was like screaming at me, mm. you know, like it just gets louder and louder, I think. And it's yeah. just exactly what you said. It's so, it's actually really uncomfortable trying to stay within that comfort zone, I think. Yeah. Um, especially when you know that you have so much more to do and give, um, to others as well. So no, it's, that's just a lovely piece of advice. And I'm going to think about that today, actually, <laughs> just to be outside of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, it's always, I always feel like I've done, I've achieved something, if that makes sense. And I feel like yes. I'm pushing myself forward. So no, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for coming on and sharing all your um, experience and knowledge. Ah, oh, you're so welcome. It was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. As always, guys, if anything resonated with you, please come and visit my website. Um, and also come and find me on Instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how I work and what I do. Um, and I'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.